Welcome, welcome to the Unex Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. I'm Nick. I'm Michael. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Hamish. Hey. And we're back for another week. Yes. Yes, we are. This this makes me happy. Um, can I just instantly talk, start talking about something here? It's like, I know we normally do what we've been playing, but I just saw something that needs to be talked about. What? All right. So, we, so we've been seeing the, um, the whole big Batman anniversary thing, right? Yeah, that's been everywhere. Yeah. So Epic released three, uh, two in their free games packet. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a kid-friendly oh, games yeah. and ad- adult-friendly games. Um, <laughs> that, that sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> so their games were the Lego Batman trilogy and the Arkham Asylum trilogy, mm. which is awesome. And then Fortnite's like, here's a skin. Yeah. Like, stop it. Bad. Stop trying to make yourself feel, you know, like a good game. <laughs> Another thing that's also happened in... um. In recent time, as uh, the Area 51 thing happened. Yeah, that happened too. <laughs> so I also saw that uh, in Fortnite they added the Naruto run <laughs> as Timo. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was just like... <sighs> I love it how everyone's going on about the this one guy who did a Naruto run on TV, but there's actually a woman who just walked over the, bo- the boundary of Area 51 and got like a quarter of a mile in before they stopped her. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. She actually, she's the only person in the world to actually raid Area 51 on Raid Area 51 day mm. and is being ignored, which is sad. Yeah, all the rest of the people just didn't do anything. Yeah, they just they, sort of sat there. Well, I mean, like, wasn't there only like 20 people who showed up or something? Oh, There's no, a bit more than that. I, I, I heard that they actually had like a... They were, they all turned up, then they're all like, no, you do it. No, you do it. You go first. I don't <laughs> want to get shot. And then they all uh, just started having a music festival. Yeah. It yeah. just turned into sort of a mu- weird music festival thing. No, let's be honest. No one wants to be the first, like, no one wants to be the first person to start, like, a big charge. Yeah. Mm. Except for that lady. the first one to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that lady just got arrested and just thrown into, like, basically the sin bin. Do you see, the thing is, is that they don't really want to, you know, go out there and shoot the ruins. They don't, yeah, they don't want to do anything, but they also can't exactly say, you know. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Uh. So the, I, I'm in a, in this Discord server, and they run um, ARMA missions. Mm. I didn't get to do it, but one, the most recent ARMA mission that they did on the night of it, the 51 raid was um, you're the soldiers guarding Area 51. You know, your mission is to defend from these hordes of people just running at you. It's like a freaking retextured like zombie mod or something like that. So yeah. you're fighting off hordes of people. <laughs> Stop, please. What it should have been like. Oh, I know. But I, I reckon that um, they would have had other measures than just like shooting them with guns. Oh, they had um they apparently they'd been stockpiling non-lethals for a, a while beforehand. <laughs> so, you know, doesn't surprise me hey. Gas, grenades probably. Um you know what really looks painful even though it's non-lethal in air quotes? What? The freaking rubber bullets and sandbag guns. Yeah, oh, you yeah, see yeah, those use the right control stuff. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be lethal, but hot damn that would hurt. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, they that. can do some damage too if, like, if you're not wearing if not maybe he will turn up to a thing like that with eye protection no oh but yeah if one of those gets you in the eye it's gonna oh yeah yeah <laughs> I came in with my um, bulletproof uh, blast visor just in case they start firing off some <laughs> um, rubber bullets at me at least take safety goggles oh yeah 
Whenever you're going raiding, make sure you have the proper, you know, safety equipment. I mean, given the theme of Area 51, you'd think people could, like, turn up in, like... Uh like uh, stormtrooper helmets or uh, spacesuits or something, so like you could you could work a bit of eye protection into your outfit. Yeah, <laughs> it just turns into what, like an annual cosplay event. <laughs> I mean, they could have at least brought sunglasses. No, no, it is in the middle of a desert, to be honest. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh. so here's another thing. Have you guys been trying out the new uh, Steam? Actually, uh, I have. Beta? What do you think? I actually don't mind it, hey. It's I, pretty cool. I, I think I, it's nice. Mm, I kind of like it. It, it. Steam, I reckon, did need an update. It, it Now that it looks like this, it's like, gosh, it looks kind of dated mm. <laughs> on its old style. But the only thing that I don't like mm. is that they didn't change the store as well. Yeah, that feels janky, going to mm. the store. It's like, oh, it doesn't feel as nice. Yeah. It feels less polished and stuff. Mm. I mean, they haven't changed it for how many years? It's been a long time. Yeah, but if you're going to update one, you should probably go ahead and update the other. I, I think it's a soft update where it's like, we'll put this out there, see what people think of it. Because I think it looks a bit like of like the newer launches, like Epic and yeah, that type of stuff. And you know how people don't like change. Mm. So it's like, we'll put this out there, see what people think about it, see what people like, see what people don't like. Yeah. And we'll see if this is a thing that needs to be... Implemented. Implemented Mm. and rolled out. Mm. And I reckon that there will be a feature saying, oh, hey, keep the old, like, style of things. Yeah, probably. It would certainly be easier for some people using the old store rather rather than a new store. Mm. What about you, Hamish? Have you tried out the new Steam layout? I haven't, no. So, yeah, it, it's Not kind of... Um, it's ty- kind of tile-based type thing, but um, ha- have you seen the NVIDIA um, um, GeForce Experience? Yeah, driver. The driver there. one? Yeah. I think I have. Because yeah. it's got a similar sort of, like, Five. way of tiling out the games like yeah. that. Um, Ubisoft, I think, uh, their launcher has a tile system as well, doesn't it? I yeah. think so. It's been a while since I've been on Uplay. Um, oh. I don't know. I, I, I'm i probably in that camp of people who don't like change, but I think Steam's current uh, system is efficient. Mm. Um, maybe not the, like, the most space age. Yeah. But... Y- you know how it works yeah. and... It's sufficient for my uses anyway. Yeah. You click on game, you press play. But yeah, it's just um, for all the other aspects of stuff, it, I don't know. It just feels a little bit more now mm. rather than being stuck back in same old thing. I mean, it's the, the you can do the same sort of thing. Like your game list is on the side. Click on game. Click on play. Hmm. I mean, it's just if you scroll down, you get all that um, the community stuff that is in it. So yeah, it's also got um, other things like uh, rare achievements that you just unlock that are you know quite rare to get. Have like a little like glowing icon and stuff around them. Okay. In that over in the Steam, as well as if you hundred percent a game, it gives you like a fancy big blue ribbon. Oh, okay. Just added onto that page so yeah you did it you spent a lot of time 100%ing this game yeah so 
Nay. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, other than that, now that we're talking about the Steam itself, what, what have we been playing? What have we been up to? I've still been playing uh, my Oxygen Not Included. Nice. How's that going for you? Uh, so I got to a point where everything, I can tell that everything's about to die again. Oh. <laughs> but this time for a different reason. Hey. Last time it was because of power. Now it's because everything's way too hot. Ah, yes, the heat death. Yes. You've hit the heat death part. <laughs> so I've decided to cut my losses. Instead of playing for like another four or five hours and then dying, mm. what I'm going to do is I started again, started the third game, mm. and then like about uh, f- 15 minutes in, one of my guys dies oh, sure. because they <clears throat> didn't build the bridge properly. <laughs> Before they cut themselves off and were in, like, a carbon dioxide trap. And I'm just like... And then they died. I just went, nah, turned it off. Got rid of it. Started looking up mods for the game. Yeah. (laughs) Can you make these coins not so stupid? You can't. They're just... They're just terrible. They're just terrible. They Mm. don't think of how... If I go this way, I can die. But if I do it the other way, I'll be fine. That's why I like no, the game. No, they just want to die. <laughs> That's yeah. why I like the game That's similar to it. <laughs> it's like it's why I like the game similar to it called RimWorld. Mm. Because there's less ways for your people to kill themselves. <laughs> They'll get killed if you mismanage the place badly and, you know, things like that. Yeah. But, you know, they're not just you're not gonna lose the game because your NPCs are, you know, retarded <laughs> and just, you know, it's like, Won't oh, yes, die. that's a cliff. I'm going to jump off of it into <laughs> chlorine and live here now. <laughs> I've had that plenty of times where, like, instead of working from, like, the furthest end away from where it starts and then going backwards, they start at the beginning and go forwards. So, like, they end up just being stranded on, like, a little piece of cliff that they can't jump off of. And it's just like... Why? Why are you doing this? So I kind of gave up on that a little bit and decided to paint my minis. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's less infuriating at times. Yay. I mean, but isn't that, like, really fiddly? Yeah. But it's a different it's, type of fiddly. It's a diff- yeah, it's a different type. It's a, you know, it's a challenge that you can overcome. Yeah. And it's also anything that you do wrong, you can can fix. Yeah, basically. You can't just throw more, you know, replicants in. (laughs) Also, um, I started... um, So I have two different armies. One's, like, a quarter painted, and the other one hasn't even been started yet. So I decided to start on that and, like, figuring out the paint scheme and stuff like that. Hmm. So, yeah, it's been about... been painting it for about three and a half hours or something on two guys finished two guys in that time nice good job so i'm just like yay cool how many more to do (laughs) a lot (laughs) so much Hmm. as i said a quarter of the first army (laughs) so much to paint anyway what about you guys well i mean you've been going on about being a sucker for punishment jen and um if you, if our listeners might recall, Jennifer and I last year were playing a mod for XCOM called Long War. We just started the playthrough on its sequel, Long War Two. Oh, which they're saying has a has a playtime of around three to four hundred hours. 
It took us 200 hours for the last one. Mm. So we're in for the long haul here. <laughs> it's it's going to be a while. Yeah, and I thought I was bad playing like 50 hours in two weeks, but oxygen not included. Ooh. We just started like the other day, and we've put an extra 11 hours in, so. Jeez. Yeah, we, we started playing it at like, oh, I don't even know. Um, sometime in the afternoon, because it's like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. I've seen that it's come out. I'm going to install it. We didn't stop playing until about 2 a.m. Ah. Oh, we we did it bad. <laughs> um, is that still, like, that's on, uh, it's on XCOM 1. No, XCOM 2. this is War of the Chosen. War of the, XCOM okay. 2. So they came out with um, XCOM 2 with a long war, but it wasn't War of the Chosen. And a lot of the content uh. for XCOM 2 is actually the DLC War of the Chosen. Yeah. So Long War 2 is War of the Chosen XCOM 2 Long War. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's called so it's it's a real like tongue twister. So you had XCOM 2 released. Yep. Then they released Long War 2 for it. Yes. The mod. Then they released War of the Chosen DLC, which basically is a required install for the game to work properly because it uh-huh. has bug fixes in. Yeah. But it also had a lot of the fix lot of features that the mod included. So everything oh. conflicted and the mod didn't work anymore. So the developers abandoned it abandoned it and started making their own game. Yeah. Uh, and then some community members was like, oh, but we really want it for War of the Chosen. So now they've produced XCOM 2 Long War of the Chosen. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a pain to type into Google whenever I'm trying to find <laughs> stuff. How to figure it out. Yeah. It's, well, it's well, listen, they've added, because it's Long War, they've obviously added some things. And the really great thing is, like, they've added these things called havens, which gives you information, um, money, and people. But the problem is, is that they have spies. Oh. And when they have spies, you have to hunt them out. So the people that are in the haven will go and hunt them down. And Michael's been doing this fantastic job where he's been getting them all killed. (laughs) It's, It's such a pain. It's like, oh, yeah, you know... Jen, Jen, like, we went on a jailbreak mission and jail, and busted out four resistance people who then joined our haven and started making Five. us money. Five people, yeah. Um, and then we did a mission. Uh, we detected a spy in our haven, so we went to go and hunt him down. Turns out it was four of the five people we'd rescued were all spies. <laughs> and then I killed all four of them, but they killed three other people as well, so uh. I lost a, like, the vast majority of that base is just on because most of them were spies and or dead. Jeez. That's an efficient use of, of spies. <laughs> my favorite, my f- absolute favorite thing though um, that's come up recently in this mod um, is it has this new uh, promotion rank line called officers where you like they go through special training and they get very special abilities. Mm. Um, aliens in the game have this ability called mind control where they can just like yoink one of your guys and it's typically devastating at higher levels because he's really difficult to kill and is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, but officers get this ability called Commissar. And as being 40k people here, you guys might get where this is going. Oh, dear. But he fires, a, he fires a single pistol shot, which is nearly impossible to dodge, which just instantly executes them. They just <laughs> die. But Jennifer won't let me use it, ever. <laughs> it's like, I, I won't it. let him use it until there's an actual mission where, you know, it's, you know, Do or half die. the squad is going to die if this guy doesn't die. <laughs> but there's, an, there's a bonus you can get where if one of your squad mates dies, everyone gets random bonuses for two turns, which could be awesome. <laughs> Just, you know, 
have one guy there whose job is to be executed and make everyone else awesome. <laughs> you just add a, like a new recruit every mission. Oh, well, that's the problem. Ex- I wanna. I really wanna. This is like it's really hard to get recruits because the only way to get new recruits is through the havens. Yeah, which are currently um, mostly dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the thing is, to get missions, you have to have people getting gathering information, so you get missions there. And when you have, like, two people in a haven, you can't really put too much into anything else other than information. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, we've had, like, this one person who looks like a psychopath that we haven't been employing. Yeah, it's like, so we get all these normal people, like, coming up through the recruitment files that we want you to select. And then we have this one guy who's who's just stood, like, all hunched over wearing a blood-splattered hockey mask. And we're just like, no. <laughs> You look like a spy. <laughs> you look like a fr- not a spy, a freaking serial killer. It's like, yeah, he's going to come in and just murder us. Well, that's when you get him. You put him on the field. I could execute him. No, you could. You put him on the field and you let him murder the aliens. And then I execute him. <laughs> we could be doing the world a favor. <laughs> Can we do this now, please? I really don't want to her. It's a her as well. Oh, It is yeah. a psychopathic her. Her name is Greta. It's just like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Oh, dear. It's terrible. Uh, have you been doing anything up recently, Hamish? Um, well, I had something of a uh, calm patch mm-hmm. in, in the multitude of assignments I've been having recently. Hey. Um, and I was simultaneously struck by something of a... Nostalgia bug. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the gaming I've been doing recently is uh, gaming on emulators. Oh, yeah. Uh, replaying a lot of games that you know I, I play as a kid but didn't have access to or don't have access to anymore. Yeah. Um, I guess top of that list would be uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah. Um, specifically the first and third one. Mm-hmm. Is the second one not as good? Um, the second one, A, I couldn't find a ROM for it, and B, I never owned it. To begin with. To begin with. So I felt uh, it's one of those things where, like... You feel okay by downloading the ones which you've already bought yeah, before. Yeah, the, the ones that, yeah, the, the games I own, yeah. I feel like it's okay to download like that because... You know, you've already, already paid it. for it. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, other games that you don't have, you just like, oh. Mm. Especially when it's like a like a franchise that you like, you're just like I don't want to do to do my guys dirty mm. Mm. until it gets to EA, in the, which case you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, no one likes EA. I mean, they've done to themselves. Mm. Yeah, they've they really have. Actually, speaking of EA, um, they're actually looking like they're not going to support Anthem anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. So, um, yeah, they um, said that they're cutting most of the um, most of the road work. Yeah, that like the extra uh, content that they're gonna do. Mm. They're probably gonna do some bug fixes, and then like they're slowly shoveling people onto Dragon Age Four rather than um, continuing on Anthem. So, yeah. How long has Anthem been out again? Uh, not very long. Six, seven months. 
Oh, and they, that hurts to hear. February twenty second is when it came out. They designed it to be like a seven year game. Yeah. That certainly hasn't paid off for them. But the thing is, is that they released it probably like a year before it should have been released. Mm. They released it without any um, extra content, which is to be understood. But they also released it with a lot of bugs. Mm. And that's what killed it for them. If they didn't have any bugs when they released it, they could have kept on top of their content schedule. Mm. And, like, you know, when you have... Um, you know, what, a month between, you know, the game being released and then the next content bit hitting mm. type thing is very different between six months between the co- game being released in a bad state mm. and then content, extra content hitting. You know what the sad part is? This is a game where they where they designed, they wanted it to be, you know, like Nick said, a seven-year-long, if not more, game. They wanted it to be a Destiny. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was in development for six years, and they still released it broken and still have not yet been able to actually fix all the issues that they've had with it. I Mm. mean, depending on where you start the clock, I guess it is a seven-year game. (laughs) 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 It's just seven years of making it. (laughs) No, six six years of making it, one year of playing it. Not oh, even, not even terrible. a year of playing it. Yeah, like I, I it's all, it's gone. It's then dropped to their. Um, so like they have this whole bunch of this like big, uh, air, a trove they call it of um, free games to play if you get their subscription service, mm. and the subscription service is mainly for just playing their games pre-order, getting getting early access to stuff, and yeah, Anthem has been bumped to that group of games now, Ooh. and that's like. These these are games like um, the old, like old Star Wars games like mm. um, Dark Forces and stuff like that. <coughs> Good stuff. Also, another thing on Twitch, it's got I think like an average viewer base of eighty five people oh. watching an anthem stream. Oh, Oof. oh that that that's sad. Yeah, that is very sad in terms. This of... This is why I try to avoid MMOs. Mm-hmm. In general, it's just when a game has to rely on servers like that. Mm. Oh, in, in the back of my mind, there's always the it's going to die eventually. Yeah, anything oh, yeah. that requires a login is yeah. you're going to lose it eventually. The, the problem with this one in particular was that it was dead on arrival. Really, mm. it, they should have kept it in development for another year, fixed everything, then released it and delayed. Dragon Age 4 for another year as well. I gotta say, it's a little disappointing because I remember being not excited for, but I guess interested Mm. in Anthem. It looked like I think Anthem is a good example of something with a good idea but bad execution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, they they spent a long time building up hype on it. mm. Like, they spent a year before launch building up hype, and then it's like oh. (laughs) I mean, a game where, you know, everyone has an Iron Man suit Mm. That's cool. That, yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good start. <laughs> See, when I saw the like the trailers and stuff for it back in like two years ago now, mm. I also thought like, ooh, that's a cool game. What's that? Yeah. What's this? This looks interesting. And then, you know, I didn't pick it up because I didn't have any money. And yeah. Feels good. <laughs> feels good. <laughs> pick it up now for about 20 bucks or something. Ooh. 
Yeah. It's like 15 if you're paying their subscription. Yeah. So. And to be fair, with the amount of games you get with that 15 bucks, it's kind of worth it. Because <laughs> you get Crisis and oh. like all these other good stuff too. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. But yeah, so. I'm just hoping that, that they don't do the same thing with Dragon Age 4 Ugh. and shoot themselves in the foot. Mm. Mm. Speaking of, um, we should probably go into a music sh- a music break instead of, you know, continuing on for a while. Nah, nah. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Well, you've been listening to Tune FM 106.9 and the Unix Radio Show, and we'll be back shortly.
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And actually, that song was in Halo 3. It was? Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's in, like, the most randomest part as well. Like, just as you're going along, like, in tunnels and stuff like that. Well, not tunnels, but, like, an alien ship, is it? Mm. I can't remember properly. It's been so long since I've actually played Halo 3. Oh, yeah. It's been a long while since I've played all the way through. Um, mm. It's like three quarters of the way through the story as well. Hmm. That's a that's a thing. Jen and I were discussing this on the way up. That um, I find metal can really, you know, is a is a genre of music that can really fit certain games. To be fair, hmm. quite well. I think that's just because it's an- like really energetic. Yeah. Imagine Doom without metal. It'd <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be sort of sad. See, yeah, as Hamish said, it's a very energetic and really fits like with up, like really fast paced mm. type stuff. So, it like, really does. You know, first person shooters a lot. Mm. Um, Could you imagine if they replaced the soundtracks to, you know, things like Doom with classical music or something? <laughs> um, I could imagine a few things that you might be able to exchange. Like, if you swapped out the, me- the metal in Doom um, with. Like maybe like creepy Latin chanting, it might work <laughs> still. Um, if the, oh, if memory serves, I think I remember the composer for Doom Eternal, mm. who's reprising his role from 2016. Actually, I think if memory serves, I heard a story about him uh, creating a um, piece of music. Uh, score. Well, part of the score was apparently going to be sung by like the sort of the choir mm. and everyone he had gotten was a metal vocalist <laughs> like, he'd gotten all these amateur metal vocalists vocalists to do like this chanting in like i guess a metal style oh yeah so i guess maybe you know it could work um there are definitely kinds of music that it would that definitely wouldn't work in mm. doom and a lot of other other games now that i think about it yeah well i can assume that it would work well because um like um, that kind of like choiristic type stuff is in Dark Souls. I mean, that's the bread and butter of Dark Souls, and that's a very tense, high-paced game at times. Mm. So I can imagine it working in like a Doom. It's just have you have to have the right style. Um, synthwave music can work in certain games, but mm. it's normally for for it to work, it has to be a very 80s themed yeah something like blood dragon (laughs) yeah um has anyone do we know what the soundtrack of something like uh cyberpunk is going to be i don't think i've heard any music for cyberpunk i don't think Uh, they've really said much about the score of things mm. because i wouldn't be surprised if it's that sort of style of of music sort of like electronic sort of sort of thing yeah well i'm not too um familiar with the franchise as a whole like the whole board game slash video game of it um but yeah i don't think they've really focused much on the score of things because everybody's more concerned about how it's going to play like and stuff Mm. like that yeah and like the visuals and that type of thing yeah i mean gameplay is obviously the part that makes it a game yeah Mm. but i really do like some good you know Music. Good music in the background. Yeah, music. If it's done right, yeah, music it has can, to be done right. Music can really tie a game together. Mm. Or it can break a game. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
There's also situations where you can have really good music that do it, that does its best to save a game, but ultimately can't. Yeah. I think a good example of that is um, a forgettable little title called Remember Me. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, but I remember, from what I've seen, the soundtrack of that is pretty fantastic. The game is lackluster. Mm. Well, I don't... I, I haven't actually seen that, so... Not to hmm. my knowledge, anyway. Unless if Michael's Googling it. Uh, I'm just looking at a history of um, rock in... Um, in games mm. um, and metal and stuff like that. And um, the earliest, like, game that really used metal is a game called Journey Escape, uh, which was a t- released for the Atari 2600. <laughs> Jeez. I know, right? This is before... I believe this is before Doom. I was going to say, can, can this is Atari... Ni- 1982. Can an Atari actually make sounds that aren't just like a pixelated mess? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so it's, it's a... Uh, it's like one of those scroller games where stuff's coming down from the top and you've got to dodge things and stuff like that. Okay. Like, um... Oh, like a bullet hell type game. Uh, yeah, kind of like a bullet... Yeah, like Alien Invaders, but... Oh, um, Space Invaders. Space Invaders, something like that. Where they're just coming down from the top and you've got to dodge everything. Mm. Um, but you are... take Your character is a member of one of the band, of the band that made this game and scored oh. it. And you're dodging, uh, I'm quoting here, loved crazed groupies, sneaky photographers, and shifty-eyed promoters. (laughs) But for some weird reason, the band's manager is depicted in the game as the Kool-Aid mascot. (laughs) 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 They made a sequel in 83, which was terrible. Um, The first game sounds terrible. terrible. (laughs) They're they're all terrible. Um, Then we had... Holy Diver, which is a kind of a Castlevania sort of thing. Uh, Crewball, which is explicitly based on the music of Motley Crue. Um, and then the first game which used metal, which wasn't made by a freaking metal band or about <laughs> a metal band, is Doom. So oh. we're good. Doom started it all properly. <laughs> it's like, listen, you guys have tried to start it, but I'm going to do it better. Mm. Yeah, let, let's let's declare it there because mm. uh, I mean they saved us. They really did. Mm. And then we Metal got, Band should not make video games. <laughs> there's actually an Iron Maiden game, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. And they actually I'm pretty sure they copyrighted another game that used Iron Something. I, I think it was close to Iron Maiden or was Iron Maiden. Mm. But like, you know, they're like, no, that's that's us. And it's like, but there's more things. And you, you do realize that your name is based off something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this other game released only in Japan called Heavy Metal Thunder, huh. which is a, a sound. It's it, it was a terrible game. Nobody bought it. <laughs> but um, its soundtrack was uh, made by ex-Megadeth uh, Marty Friedman and German guitar legend Michael Schneiker? Schenker? 
of UFO and Scorpions. I guess those are old metal bands. I've heard of Me- Megadeth. I don't really listen to them. The other band, no mm. idea. And then there's one called Rock Band, which is a... <laughs> um, a uh, Rock Band? It's not Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, Rock Band was the Guitar Hero competitor. The not Guitar Hero. <laughs> uh, the, the list of games are very odd because they've got a couple like big ones you know quake and doom mm. uh here Ma- we go iron maiden legacy of the beast oh that would be the iron maiden game yeah it looks weird yeah it was i think it was like a a stunt for one of their albums hmm. uh, it sounds weird too yeah <laughs> anyways metal music metal music is good their games are weird <laughs> yeah unless it's doom or quake yeah, you put metal music in games. You do do not put games in metal music. No. Uh, you want to know another thing, another weird crossover that shouldn't happen. And don't worry, it's not Battle Royale this time. Is it KFC? No. <laughs> you know those Funko Pops, the mm. little miniature things? Uh, the little miniature figurines? Yeah, that they sell at like EB Games and mm. stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, there's a movie coming out about those. Oh, no. Oh. Bye. Now, the CEO says it's not about selling toys or building the brand. Then what? Then what would it be? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Money. Mm. We don't need more of this. They are literally based on movie and anime characters, right? Oh, the amount of royalties they'd probably have to pay. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Mm. But how are you supposed to make a movie about Funko Pops? On already licensed, ca- when they're all built on already licensed characters. I guess you just go the route of Wreck It Ralph or something. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I expect they either go fully Wreck It Ralph and have it be like some you know, alternate world of like, or like Wreck, or um, the Lego movie where it's an alternate sort of mm. world. Although the Lego movie is a bad example of that. Um, or they go. Basically, Funko-styled Toy Story. Yeah. E- either way, I'm, I'm going to vote with my wallet and stay <laughs> far away. I'm, yeah. I'm confused. Okay, so I went to their website to see if I could find any reference to it. But as soon as I went to their website, they said, ah, oh, you know, this is the Australian, this is the American site. You're viewing us from Australia. Would you like us to swap you to the Australian site and then show you, show you the dollar values in British pounds. <laughs> I can have it either British pounds or Australian. Who's paying stuff in British oh. pounds over here? Penal colony intensifies. Oh, <laughs> I have before, but that's because my uh, Dark Souls the board game was yeah, in but British uh, pounds. But like you're paying in Australian dollars and it's being converted to yeah. British pounds. But like it's just an option. It's like you can have everything priced in Australian dollars. Or pounds. Why? Oh, Why? A peculiar. <laughs> Those are the two suggested ones for Australia. Mm. Why? <laughs> we, we left the pound so long ago. We've had our own currency for like 60 years. <laughs> we do not recognize this. <laughs> uh, Australia will remember this. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. This is the worst. Worst insult ever. Mm. Um... Uh, what else have I got? Ah, uh, yes. Um, so, do we remember the sort of debacle that happened around E3? Yeah. With yeah. them leaking um, 
everyone's details and stuff like that. Yeah. So they've come out with this awesome new idea to run E3 this year, uh, in 2020. Next year, yeah. Yeah. They're going to um, pay a lot of media and a lot of um, uh, influencers. influencers and such and big name actors and stuff like that to show up to their event. Yeah. E3 is now no longer going to be a trade show. Yeah. It's not. It's it's a Gamescom now. It's basically going to be like, yeah, like EB Expo or yeah. PAX or something like that. Yeah. So well, it's supposed I, to be for um, bigger brands marketing towards the people, uh, not towards each other. <sighs> so let me let me read this. Like first off, it starts off. The only thing anyone remembers about this year's E3 was Keanu Reeves, and that's yeah. for a good reason. E3 kind of sucked mm. this year. It wasn't great. They had nothing really interesting coming out. Um, so they want to add more star power. Um, They've proposed that using to use influencers more specifically to promote E3 beyond places that usually cover video games. Mm. Although I feel like that's a lost audience there. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're literally marketing to people that don't care about your industry. Yeah. Um, and they also want uh, influencers to have the, the chance to plug charities or raise awareness instead of being paid. So it was like, instead of us paying you to come, why don't you plug some charities and come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't worry about the fact that, you know, most of your details could still be online next year. Yeah, still be easily accessible. I mean, plugging charity seems kind of wholesome, but I, I feel like you'd be... You can do that not at E3 though. Yeah, yeah. cold cold hard cash would probably convince. Especially, people especially people yeah. seem to think that you know these people are um, like well off. Yeah, like you look at some of the big um, multi-channel networks and stuff like that on YouTube, like uh, the Oxcast, for instance. They're not well off. Mm. They don't actually employ like hardly anyone. Yeah, they have like a small. Ish the, company. Yeah, like even even the people who make content for them aren't employed. The only people they employ are a couple editors to actually do editing for people, and that is it. Mm. They're not well off, but they're um, they're not rich, but they've they're they've got enough. Yeah, they're functioning. So the expense of going overseas to a thing, yeah, is yeah. kind of a big one. I gotta say, I love my boy Keanu, but oh, yeah. I. Like when I, when I saw him up on that stage, I just got the worst feeling. Mm. Like, and I feel like it's coming, coming true. Well, I think he was only there because of Cyberpunk. Yeah, he was just there for the Cyberpunk oh, it's, reveal. It's just you know using celebrities to advertise games. Mm. Using celebrities to advertise it's, anything really. Yeah. Well, I think what I saw was um that they're gonna try and get like NBA players and like movie actors mm. world star class people to come to this event and try and promote games and stuff so like I think I saw something like get a team of basketball players and get them playing a basketball game mm. and it's just like you do realise like only four people can play that yeah uh, the other thing is it's like they're it's it's kind of like they're trying to recover Mm. But I was like, oh, we screwed up so badly. We need to, you know, completely yeah. re-skin ourselves. 
Well, so that just goes to say, it goes to show that, you know, what they were originally there for, obviously none of those, you know, original people have any trust in them whatsoever if they don't think they're going to have them back at any stage. Well, the other thing is, is like they've also said um, before, because this was a trade show, they had 15,000 people um, as the no- the total number of non-presenting like oh, yeah. non people arriving. So if you weren't running a stall, these are just people it's showing up. Public. Yeah, yeah, public. Public tickets. Um They've bumped that up to 25,000 public tickets. So they've massively increased the number of people that they want coming. Mm. You know, mainly because more numbers for a non-trade show. Yeah. So, kind of sad, I guess. But at the same time, they shot themselves in the foot so hard that, you know, they blew their own leg off. Mm. So, what um, are you going to do? We'll see how it goes with next year. They might, like, put on next year, and then it might become, like, too much cost for award mm. type thing for them and they might just ditch it yeah because now well sony didn't go this year nintendo doesn't need to go mm. um and xbox went and they were lackluster yeah. as well they said halo infinite and that was about it yeah and oh yeah, and they didn't really give us much on Halo Infinite. Anyway. Yeah, it's like here's a here's a teaser trailer. Like that. Was they probably it. don't have much. Like it's probably still like another year to two years away. Mm. That's what they, they want it, do. They want it to be their like flagship title that comes with um, PS Five. Yeah. Xbox. Yes. Xbox Scarlet. It's only coming out on the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I. It still seems so odd that they're going. They're planning the next generation. It seems like they, the last one only came out. Yeah, well, it's, but I guess it has been a little while. It's been about seven years, and console generations generally last for about seven to eight years. Mm. See, what's also happened is that the Switches hit only two years ago, and like you don't think that there's much difference between the f- the f- original release of the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four and the Switch, but in between that was about five years. Mm. So, Nintendo. Is on their own schedule, mm. <laughs> but Xbox and PlayStation, I bet probably about next year, is when they're supposed to be releasing their next generation of consoles. So, wait, the what? The Scarlet. Xbox One came out in twenty thirteen. Yeah, that that was what. Yeah, up. I, I feel like it was only a few years ago, but I it's keep on thinking been a long it's while. like it's brand been, new, and the, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty is the old, you know old. No, I mean the, the Xbox, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty is pretty old. The Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty probably it. came out in like two thousand and four. Oh no, wait. I'm still gonna. I still. I'm just gonna say this, right? Yeah, two thousand and seven. I, I love the actual original Xbox, which is a box <laughs> made in an X. Yeah, it's like yes, this is what it should be. Hmm. But um yeah no they they came out like 2013. Mm. They've been out for a while. The one See the reason nobody thinks it's been out for that long is because they don't want to think it's been out that long. Mm. Cuz that well, makes they, them feel old. Well they did just recently release in 2017 another version of the Xbox One X which is uh that's the one which doesn't have a CD drive does it? I think it? that's what's no. throwing me up. No, it, that's the mid generation. They have they normally have mid generation um revamps. Mm. So like the Xbox 360 Slim was a revamp the um playstation 3 got a slim model as well Mm. so it's like they basically they keep the original architecture and stuff like that but they add extra little things so they make it 
with uh, differences in production and stuff, they can make it smaller, more compact, and okay, so more power, like a little mm. bit more powerful by tweaking a couple of things. Mm. But they don't actually make new hardware for about seven years. Well, I'm looking at the um, so you had the Xbox One came out in 2013 worldwide. Mm. Then they released the Xbox One S. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, then they released the Xbox One X in 2017, and then they re-released the Xbox One S, but without a disk drive. It's all digital in 2019. Yeah, that that one was just like a little like, oh, here's just a little extra thing. We're, we're, we're doing the Apple thing. We're releasing a new product by taking away features. Well, the thing is, the reason why they did that is because a lot of people buy all of their games digitally. Those they, people are wrong. Oh, I know. Because, like, it, it's the whole thing about ha- do you actually own your games and stuff comes into that conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, I think... I mean, if you ooh, buy actually, a console... And- that is something that I can talk about. Do you own your games that you buy digitally? Not really, Not because really, you're yeah. buying a license. In Europe, they just had a... Uh, in France, they just had a, um, a court rule that if you buy a game on Steam... You're not buying a one-time-off subscription to that game. You are buying a license to that game, and it is yours, which means that you're allowed to do anything you want with it, including reselling it. Mm, I heard about this. Which is something that um, on the surface sounds awesome, but it means that um, it's just going to be another step for everyone to want to push for a uh, subscription service instead of mm. like releasing a game as a subscription rather than a you buy it and play it. I hate I hate that idea. Which is, the, which is the which is the which burning passion. Which is very sad because that's the death of single player only yeah. games. Mm. That will just kill them. Cuz they will want to have the multiplayer, you know, mm. service. It that 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 will make games as a service the default. Oh yeah. Um, Even more than it already is. Which would just be sadness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't like subscription models for anything, really. No. Like, um... So, it's a case of either uh, Valve works out how to manage that system, mm. and to be fair, I feel like if they have a um, a few, like, things, like, you can only resell through our store. Yeah. You know, our, the, the, the Steam Marketplace, be. where they're getting... Can you imagine Valve is like, oh, yes, we get, you know, 20% off of, you know, the developer selling the game. We then get another 10% off the player selling the game. Yay, yeah. money! <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way that if this goes, like, has a cascading effect mm. and goes around the world, that that's how mm. the Steam will uh, um, do how, it. How would that work, though, selling a Steam game? So it, you buy it. You'd buy it, and then I'd have to say it'd have to be a, a, a an extra thing you could put under the Steam market. I'll, I would say that... It'd have to be transfer of the product key. Yeah. Basically, and I reckon that would have, like, a set price. You would be like, I'm selling... Like, you can't go, oh, I'm selling this game for this much. It would be like... Steam would be like, you can sell this game for this amount of price. And then, like, when you go to buy can, the game, you could probably be like, I want to buy it new or... I want to buy it. Well, that's the sort of thing. Well, the thing is, that there's no used. Yeah, you can't have a used. Mm. Have my hard drive. <laughs> back, back in the day, like you could, you, you could buy a used CD and yeah, ran the risk of it being broken, being broken or even just slightly damaged. But if it's just the key to download some data, yeah, 
what why would why would you buy new why, why would you buy new and if um, and if there's no um, if there's no lowering of price because you know you're not running the risk of it being a damaged product yeah mm. and it's the same price as a, as a store why would you ever buy used yeah mm. there are a few other th- implications of this court case that I mean that's like the big big one um, but a few of the other things are um, Valve is responsible for damages to people's computers caused by games, any games on, sold through their platform, including ones in early access or beta. Okay. So basically, if Steam has it on their platform and it messes with your computer, they're liable, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they're within their, you know, licensing and stuff like that. That's that's fair, so far as I can see. I don't see any... Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that sounds like something that issue. make what doesn't make sense... Uh, well, but let me rephrase that. It makes sense to me, and I'm surprised Australia hasn't done it yet with the amount of consumer protection they like putting mm. through. Mm. Um, then again, we're kind of out of date, so that might be yeah. it. Um, the other thing is, is that Valve rights to users' mods and community content will also be diminished. Because right now, if you put something up on um, on Valve's workshop, as far as I know, it's you like make it, they own it. Mm. It's theirs. You put it on their platform, it's theirs. Mm. Which, you know, they're saying, no, you can't really just, you know, grab people's stuff. I mean, and people give Bethesda, Bethesda crap for the, um, oh, what are they called? The Creation Club. Yeah. Admittedly, like, a lot of the anger came from the uh, paid aspect. Yeah, of it. But that seems kind of malicious for Steam to just be able to come in and say, we own this now. <laughs> mm. This is mine. So. And yoink. Yeah. So um, uh, the timeline, this is in Europe, and um, if um, Valve um, goes against it, what is it, what is it called? Challenge? Appeal. Appeal, that's it. Yeah, if they appeal it, nothing will happen because it's still in court. If they don't, they've got a month to redesign their system. Mm. I think they are going to appeal it. Yeah, because I, th- I think even 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 if the fact that if even if they go off the assumption that they're going to lose that case, mm. a month to design a feature which is going to radically change how game sales works, yeah, takes needs longer than more a than a month. Mm. <laughs> so, so they and, can at least like work on it. And um, their the thing is is like if they don't implement it within a month, and they don't uh, appeal it. They get charged three thousand euros a day until they do it. Jeez, that's a lot. Whoa. Of yeah. So that's um, uh, four thousand nine hundred U.S. dollars. Mm, so basically five grand. Yeah, five grand a day U.S. until they fix it. That's more than most games make on Steam on average. Yeah. So is this EU or is this France? This is it, it's if it's in France, it's EU wide. Pretty much, it'll it'll be EU wide. Oof, that's a large chunk, hey. Yeah, of the world, and that's the thing is like that's a big enough chunk where they will probably have to re they'll design that system to be everywhere because mm. worldwide companies dev- design their rules for the harshest country. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, this could be fun. My worry is that. Um, if they, if they figure they don't have enough time, and they don't want to get charged that massive 
price. The, I feel like there's a risk of them, I guess, doing something else to avoid that. Mm. Just like, well, if they instantly if they Europe instantly decide, yeah, and that oh. would be a pain. Yeah. Yeah. That or they'll just instantly smack on. It's like, by the way, Steam is now a subscription service. Bang. <sighs> We've Ooh. just completely changed our, you know, like, the way yeah, we work. I feel work. like this could be a good thing, but it could end really this. This, this can go either way. If they manage to work out proper ways to make it work, then it's fine. If they go the way that the industry has been going so far with subscription services and, you know, games as a service, that's going to that's gonna be bad. The problem is, is that that's probably the way they're going to more lean because you know, money, mm. yeah, and greed, and that's all but people then go about. <laughs> it would be more than just Steam as well. Yeah, it would be um, like you play so everything. Let me see. If Steam became a subscription service, what would happen to the games we currently own? Quotation marks <laughs> on Steam. Um, they wouldn't be if they'll be locked, probably behind the paywall. Of probably like five dollars a month. Oh boy! To play your games. Oh boy! I can see piracy skyrocketing. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Like a lot of people I know already hate like this whole concept. Mm. Um, and I'll admit too that I like the idea of your games. Like once you buy something, it belongs to you. Yeah, that um, somebody can't just go and now you can't play this anymore. Yeah. And I feel like if that happens, a lot of people who are, I guess, dissatisfied, mm. like it could be like, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Sort yeah. Because I would just go back to console gaming. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, you know, you have to pay to play games that you've just already bought, well. Yeah. I, I reckon if if it does force their hand, they'll make it like really cheap, like maybe a dollar a month type thing. You would hope, but mm. just to get around the legal battle. That would be like that would probably be the best case scenario, but I still hate that from like an ideological yeah. point of view. But it's a lot more palatable than mm. oh yeah, now you have to pay us twenty bucks a month just to play your own games that you then also have to buy. The problem is, is that now the you know they're in a position to do that. Oh look, mm. we can't do we, we can't you know not do that because of the law. So so here's the thing, right? Would you like to know the two things that lost Steam uh, Valve the case that these are licenses, not subscriptions? What? You get access to them indefinitely, and you don't have to make recurring payments to play them. So uh, if they wanted to get around it, you don't have them forever, and you pay to, pay to play. Yeah. No. It's, it's just everything about this is just coming out the wrong way. The other thing, another thing though, that is actually kind of nice, um, is that uh, it's um, they've put in a, uh, a another ruling of this is that if you close your Steam account, right? Mm. Let's say I've got um, you know a couple hundred bucks worth of items through trading, buying, yeah. and loot boxes. I'm I'm a terrible person. I dropped way too much money in TF2. Yeah. Um, if I sold all of those um, items on the Steam community market, I could get up to about 600 bucks. Yeah. If I think on my Steam wallet, if I close my Steam account completely, that 600 bucks just disappears. Mm. Gone. Um, but the other, another thing of this court case is if you have money in your Steam wallet, Steam has to refund that money back to you. Yeah. Which gives you a way of cashing out a account for some people. Yeah. Well, I mean, they should have that anyway because you 
put real world money into a Steam account, mm. you should be able to get real world money back. Yeah. So, um, it might. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I'm trying to find because they said. Um, I'm trying to find the group that um, is that won the lawsuit because this lawsuit's been going since 2015. Um, so who actually brought this up? Was it just the EU or was it... No, this is... I think it's a class action. A board. French consumer organization called UFC Que Cossier... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not to be confused with non-French, non-consumer organization, organization, Ultimate Fighting Championship. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> uh, um, they, yeah, they're the ones who went after them. Um, it sounds like it's probably United French Consumers. Yeah. UFC. Quite. Let me just go to my ever-friendly Google. Google Translate. Uh, <laughs> Copy, paste. It means what to choose. Oh. That, yeah. That, uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our company, what to choose. Not you guys. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't choose them. They're, they're bad. They steal your money and, you know, don't let you do stuff. I found an article which said um, they're also going after... Um, other groups as well, like Ubisoft and people like that. Basically, if you have a digital platform, they're going to sue you. Yeah. Um, well, they only need to set the precedent for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. They've set the precedent now. As long as Valve loses the appeal. Because mm. you can be guaranteed they're appealing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it that Europe is, you know, a fair chunk. But, I mean, changes like that could lose a lot of people. Yes, that's probably why they're going to fight tooth and nail. That's probably why they've been fighting tooth and nail mm. for it, so that they don't have to, like, do this major upset that will, you know... Just have people walking away from PC gaming, really. Yeah. Mm. Maybe See, even gaming altogether. No. Nah. Because it depends some, how consoles go. Yeah, that, I was say, that's a pretty extreme reaction. Some people would. If you could only have digital copies and you have to pay for access to those digital copies. I mean, even consoles are going to I can't remember his name. The guy from the first Incredibles movie. Mm. The law requires that I hold my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't walk away from gaming. I probably wouldn't walk away from PC gaming, but I don't think I'd pay for the uh, subscription. See, this is this is another thing that's um, um, since we've gotten onto this topic, this is one of the reasons why um, uh, piracy has been massively on the rise recently. With um, uh, you, you guys are all familiar with Netflix and yeah. HBO, so like, there's so many online streaming services now that you have to pay what is quite literally comparable to cable mm. levels of you know buying all the different channels to be mm. able to watch everything. watch the things you want to watch because each platform will only have like one or two shows that you actually want to watch. Yeah. You can't get it all in one place anymore. Yeah. It used to be Netflix. Yeah. If if you were in America, it used to be Netflix. I mean, for Australia, our Netflix pickings was always kind of sad by comparison. Mm. But um, 
there's been a massive spike in um, piracy again mm-hmm. for a film and stuff like that. And everyone's like, oh, this is bad. Why are the pirates coming out again? It's like, well, the pirates are coming out again precisely for the same reason that they were coming out when cable was a thing because nobody wants to pay that much money for so many different channels. Yeah, it's like... You guys have literally made cable on the internet so everyone's pirating again. Yeah, you make, like... You have to pay a hundred and something bucks to get, like, let's say 150 channels. Hmm. But you only want three of them. Yeah. And with Epic buying exclusivity, I could see what's happening with things like Steam and Disney's streaming service. I don't Hmm. know. With like how Disney has its own streaming service, how mm. DC has one now, yeah, um, how Stan and Netflix own different series, how mm. Netflix makes its own things. I can, if gaming turns to streaming, I wouldn't uh, to subscription, like subscription the, the service, same sort of model. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with lots of different companies buying the rights to lots of different games and expecting yeah. you to <coughs> pay for all the different services if you want certain games yeah. well like let's that'd see that would just be a nightmare that, that would be the nail in the coffin for sure there's mm. already Nintendo Microsoft and Sony then there's Uplay as well um I think Rockstar just launched one yep um, Bethesda has their own one as well Bethesda I'm, I haven't been on that one then there's the Epic Game Store Blizzard and Blizzard D-O-G. I wasn't aware that mm. uh, Bethesda had one yeah Bethesda does actually have their own launcher I don't know. Uh, if it's, it's it's. I think it's just Fallout seventy six. So ah. it's just about the saddest one there. So that's why I wouldn't have heard anything <laughs> yeah. about it. But yeah, like there's already plenty of launches and stuff. All they need to do is click their little fingers, like Thanos does, and bam. There goes the industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like some of those like GOG is good because their thing is we take all of the old game games that Steam also has but sells to you unplayable mm. and we make them playable and then sell them to you mm. GOG is good something like Humble Bundle I mean they occupy a weird spot yeah they're not really a launcher they're a storefront yeah a store yeah but that's the thing is like these are all just different storefronts for places mm. um, they are now anyway yeah um Humble Bundle sits in a weird spot because they kind of sell everyone's stuff, mm. but you still have to go back to their launcher to play it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, like, I mean, right, everyone can, like, without a doubt say Steam has a monopoly over oh, everything. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean... It's, it's a monopoly they've earned, though, at the very least. Unlike mm. um, when, when Epic buys buys exclusivity that's also a monopoly but they don't have the I guess the bragging rights of saying that they've got a monopoly simply because they're the most accessible Hmm. well I mean you this is what I can come back to is that Steam is like um, 15 years old or something or 16 years old Hmm. and you have the Epic Game Store which is getting close to a year now yeah but that's what you're comparing it to The the other thing is is right now is like any game store, the reason why you've got those other game stores being so, like, they're focused on one publisher's stuff, one, you know, mm. one thing, is because if you don't let, if you let, you know, your storefront share the same stuff as um, Steam, you're never going to win because people are just always going to buy on Steam because everyone's on Steam. Yeah. Unless your product is radically better. 
And to be fair, with the amount of dev time that they've had to put into Epic, it isn't better. It's substantially worse. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Steam also has the, the advantage of you know, everything's on Steam, mm. so it's just convenient to have it all in one launch. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which is why I'm very looking forward to GOG 2.0, which is a launcher which launches other launchers' games. It's like the ultimate launcher. <laughs> That's an interesting concept. Yeah. <laughs> so that is something that I'm looking forward to, but it's still in closed beta, and I didn't get a, a an entry into it, which was sad. Mm. But everyone who's in that closed beta says it's awesome and it's the best thing that's ever happened to them. Nice. Because it had the modernized look of like that the new Steam has yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. It did it first. I think Epic did it first, though. Mm. And like all the other launches have done it as well. So Yeah. It's not a new concept. It's just fresh for Steam. Fresh. Well, see, the thing is, when I first saw the new Steam thing, I was like, looks a hell of a lot like Epic. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, with that, we might go to a music break. Yes. So this has been the Tune FM on uh, Unix. <laughs> this has been a radio show <laughs> a on radio a radio station, and we will be back shortly.
Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. I got it right this time, and we thought that we should like let the music go for a little bit longer because we realized that we're only having two music breaks because we didn't stop talking. <laughs> Feels bad. I was just like, "Hey guys, we're not going to have much music in this episode." Here's the problem, right? We're really good at doing a podcast, <laughs> which, by the way, this is podcasted. We suck at doing a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, just want to talk and talk and talk. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, AMD has released a... has unveiled their Epic H712 Rome CPU. All right? Mm. It is a... It has 64 Zen 2 cores, right? Which goes up to 128 threads, which is the same as their other yeah. two, right? 
Um, it has a hundred. It has two hundred and fifty-six megabytes of L three cache mm. for it. Um, one hundred and twenty-eight PCIe Gen four lanes. Oh, so this thing can have all the inputs and outputs. It can yeah. do all the stuff. Can have all the graphics cards. Ooh. Oh, it's, it's a shame that they're getting rid of their multi-GPU stuff because, ooh, ooh boy. Oh, How many graphics cards can you plug into it before it's stuck? This is for stuck? rendering and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, this is not for your gaming. Mm. Why not? Why not? <laughs> you do, not, Money. You do <laughs> not need 64 cores for gaming. What if I do? <laughs> um, but here's the other thing, right? Um, uh, do, 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 do. Where, where it becomes really big is its clock speeds. Mm. It has a base clock of 2.6 gigahertz and a boost clock of 3.0. So is a lot so, for a chip with that many cores. Okay, so basically what this is is um, your gigahertz is how many things per second it can do. Mm. Yeah. So this can have 128 cores doing... Um, three point three thousand things per second. Ooh. It's like this does many stuff. Yes. <laughs> also, it has a TDP of uh two hundred and eighty watts. Yeah. And it basically um this core is this chip. Right. They say, whatever you do, do not air cool this thing. <laughs> it is only for liquid cooled computers. Yeah. Liquid like- cooled servers. Yeah. Having just 10 of them plugged in is the same amount of power used in a, like, a small space heater. Yeah. It's, it is kind of ridiculous. This thing is a beast. For something that's like, you know, half the size of a phone. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. The amount of power that must be going through that thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Should lick it. <laughs> like a Nintendo cartridge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just yeah, sure. But um it's yeah, that's so that that's gonna be a beast. I can't wait for um yeah. and, then, and then people are gonna dual socket it. Yeah. <laughs> Put uh, two in a machine. Oh, sorry. No. So I don't know anything about like reading those uh references. Um one of my people on my uh, Discord thing, just told me that's not 3.3 thousand things per second. That's 3.3 billion things yeah, per second. Gigahertz, Jeez. because it's um, h- uh, normal and then uh, me- uh, kilo, mega, giga. Mm. So it's like three steps up. Yeah. Um, so you got lots of stuff going. <laughs> this thing can really think. Yeah. Oh. Oh, AMD. Why? <laughs> why not? Yeah. I guess. There, there was a point where we should have stopped and we've clearly passed that point, so let's just keep going and see how far it goes. <laughs> well, I think um, I'm fairly sure I read somewhere that people are saying we've hit the point where we've we've got enough cores. We just mm. need to get clock speeds up. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go, though. Mm. Another thing was is that I discovered that um, TDP is basically something you cannot use um, to compare like almost anything with to be yeah. fair um because intel and amd um both measure their tdps differently because there isn't like an industry standard so for instance intel says our tdp which by the way intel's um they're they're like quoted wattages 
are um, much lower than AMD's normally. Yeah. The reason for that, though, is that Intel quotes their um, target wattage at base clock, whereas AMD um, puts theirs at max boost. Mm. So a- Intel's looking at the lowest you're going to use, and AMD's looking at the highest you're going to use. Mm. So Basically, Intel wants to look pretty, and AMD wants to give you, you know... Which has given AMD a reputation for being, you know, oh, they're hot, they're power-hungry, and all these other things like that. It's like, well, I mean, sure, you're putting out that many watts, so that's a lot of heat and a lot of juice that it's sucking, but it's not doing that all the time. Mm. Mm. So, you know, everything, like, isn't it boost? Like, boost clock ramps up and then ramps back down again. Yeah, depending on what you're doing. Yeah, so... Um. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have fun. Mm. Seems like it, hey. Yeah. With all those cores, all those cores, just all those power supplies. I can just imagine like server racks in the future mm. just being like you know you have your server rack, but then instead of like it ending there, it has like a little extra bit. Yeah. That's just water cooling. <laughs> Now, this chip is not going to be cheap. Mm. Um, the next model down, which has a slightly lowered TDP um, and a slightly lower base clock, it's bo- it boosts a bit higher, though, mm. is 6,950 US. <sighs> and you're getting a um, 11% performance boost at a... Um, oh, it was like 18 or 20% more power. Oh, okay. So it's using more power and giving you a bit more boot, a bit mm. more performance. But it ain't going to be cheap. Yeah, it's probably going to be like 10 grand. Their original Epic line, their original Epic CPU was 450 bucks. What? The original Epic CPU was 450 uh, $450. It's now managed to get up to 600 6,900. What? Why would they, like, do it so cheap? That's, like, the original original. This thing's, like, eight cores, 16 threads. Oh, okay. This this is an old one. Hmm. Okay. And they've gone up to, you know, a $7,000 CPU. Yes. So, um, yeah, one of the highlights of the chips is designed specifically for liquid-cooled environments. This is due to its 280-watt TDP, um, for that, the latest, um, uh, the latest, um, ATOS U1 Blade, which is a, um, server. Su- yeah, it's a server supercomputer. Oh. Yeah, it's a supercomputer. Yeah, because AMD does supercomputers. Oh, okay. You know, good old AMD doing You were talking about dual slotting this thing? Bruh, dual slotting is like super. So, 2013, this thing has eight <laughs> slots. Ooh. Eight! Ooh. That is a space heater in just the... <laughs> That's... Yeah. In just the, um... The CPUs themselves. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's... All right, so... That is... Who needs this in their life? It's a supercomputer. It does supercomputer <laughs> <Batman>. stuff. <laughs> Batman. So that is a total 1,024 cores. 
It's like, why do you think we're getting information on it now on Batman Week? <laughs> now, I can see why they wanted this thing to be liquid liquid cooled only mm. because it's consuming 2,240 watts. Yes. On just CPUs. Yeah. Well, and you can hate. chuck other crap in there as well. Wait, 2,240 watts. 2, <laughs> watts. Holy moly. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. That's hot. Do you know you could run an entire household for days on that amount of power? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let me just... It's about 50 cents of electricity per hour. <laughs> At least on my own um, power plane anyway. Feels very bad. Um, my home, you know, back in the middle of the ranges. Excess. <laughs> we have a solar system that's max thing is a thousand watts. What? Yeah, Jen's uh, Jen lives at home on solar only, and their solar power, their solar panel grid is only a thousand watts. How long ago did you get that? Oh, about seven years ago now. Because nowadays I've seen ones that are like you know. 6.5 kilowatts. They're not standalone. They are all back into the grid. Oh, yeah. okay. This is going straight into a battery bank. Okay. So. But, you know, 1,000 watts, you can make a household run off of 1,000 watts. I'm telling you this. Mm. Well, imagine but what your house could do if it had 2,000 watts of computing power. <laughs> <laughs> it could order me stuff through the fridge. <laughs> I was going to say. Alexa, order me pizza. <laughs> With that much computing power, I could, I'd say it could be able to starve itself of power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that is an incredible amount mm. of money, power, <laughs> heat. Just Yeah, that's just the CPUs as well. Incredible but amounts of everything, just too much. That's not including all of like, the cooling system and like any of the graphics. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm going like, to assume you know, that like, memory. NASA... Would be Wait, the sort of target a, audience for this? Is yes. that just a... Oh. People like that or, like, you know, universe, <coughs> so universities that need large numbers correct, crunched. Correct me if I'm or wrong. Like I said, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> right, okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but when I say a server blade, that is one server tray in a server rack, right? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think so. Then... Okay, let me find how many um, serve how many cores you could fit into like one big server rack. Oh no! Because that is one blade. You said one U, didn't you? Yeah, the one. Yeah. It's a one U. I think you can get like even a small server rack is twenty four U. Hmm. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You do not need. <laughs> Um, this might this, get even more ridiculous. This CP, this system will have two thousand four, uh, twenty-four thousand five hundred and seventy-six cores. Right, yes. all the cores, with a amount of power which is. Hold on, I don't have a key. Did you say twenty-seven thousand? Twenty-four thousand cores. It's going to require 53,700 watts of power for one server rack in a massive room of server racks. At what point does it just become impossible to cool this thing? Liquid cooling. Okay, so when they have... um, Surely surely even that has a point where it just 
can't it, keep up with it also also by the way by the way nick uh, the Unix server, that little thing that we've mm. got, that's a one U server. I they can that was get two U, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, they get big. Yeah. Um. Uh, the other thing is, is right in a modern, like in modern air cooled servers, they have aircon and air chillers on one side of the rack, which are blowing like freezing cold air into the server. Yeah. And it comes out uncomfortably hot on the other side of the server. Mm. And that's when you're not drawing. How much was it? 53,000 watts of power. <laughs> See, at that point, you basically, you need a giant radiator, like the biggest radiator that you can find, and just get all the water going through that and evaporate, like uh, um, pushing the hot air out of the water. It's just literally how big of a cooling system can you make? Mm. Just start using the planet as a cooling system. <laughs> You know, that will probably lead to, glo- like, that there is probably going to be a cause of global warming. Yeah. <laughs> the global warming is caused by this server. <laughs> One computer. What, what would you even use it for to justify that? Um, uh, the company Atos is a do hybrid supercomputer for AI augmented simulation. Ah. Uh, mm. So they're trying to make a brain, which does need that much. Yes. Um, Think of a core like a synapse in your head. That's how many they need. Man, I don't trust AI anyway. <laughs> I've seen iRobot. So have I. <laughs> I've seen Terminator. I feel like that. that's the best example. Of yeah. The, the original. Yeah. Mm. iRobot's pretty good, though. I won't disagree. <sighs> this This is just a beast. Okay, so Skynet, right there. I just, yes. I just feel bad for you know a major uh, internet hosting company like Google or something like that. I feel yeah. bad for their electricity bills for their servers. <laughs> I don't. Big oof. <laughs> they want to collect our data. Oh yeah, they can afford it. I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah, but still, big oof. Yeah. That's a lot of power because that's just one of these racks. Yeah, and that's a small one, like you said. <laughs> I was going to say, looking at how much heat that thing produces, I wonder, like, was California always a desert, or is it just because <laughs> Silicon Valley is just pumping out hot air? <laughs> <laughs> it is in a desert, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's why. <laughs> a bit less noticeable. Mm. It's like, was it green, like, 50 years ago? <laughs> I've got an idea. Why don't we go, like, okay, so the government just said, it's like, oh, we're throwing in a lot of money into the Australian space program, which, by the way, I find laughable that we have a space program. Yeah, why do um, we need a space program? I thought our space program was just, you know, helping bounce stuff off of rocks to get to America's space program. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know what they want to do with it. it. I but, have no um, idea. I've just worked it out. Let's let's tell you know the government's like right here's a here's a little adventure for you, let's make the space program to build servers on cold planets and use the heat generated to terraform. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yes, it's like yeah we've got we've got um, Mars with all these polar ice caps that need melting. Why don't instead of just dropping nukes on them or whatever that they were thinking of doing. Just, just put a few servers there. Just cover <laughs> the planet in servers. That's a lot of heat. That is a lot of heat. But then you need electricity. Mm. I mean, supercomputers on Mars. I could bring this back to the heavy metal we were talking about earlier. This is the plot of Doom starting right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Then again, I mean, Doom would be a very different game. It's like, oh, we've 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 melted our planet because we built too many servers. <laughs> <laughs> we had so many people running streaming services and games as a service services that they uh, melted all the ice caps. Global <laughs> <laughs> uh. warming done properly. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just trying to find dimensions here. Oh, for a um, all right, server. So I'd be looking at a one U server or a one or a two U server. All right, that's a one U. One U server. All right, I think we might go on to a quick music break. Oh. So I can Google this. Okay. Just so that I'm not, you know, distracted and you guys seem to be petering out. We'll have our third music break, come back in, plug a bit, and then we might head off. That sounds like a plan, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the Unix Radio Show on TuneFM 106.9. I'm doing a Google, so we will be back. With all the guns! 
Oh, and we're back. <laughs> there has been a major stuff up. Technical issues with the music. Oh, I, I went to keep my phone on like going, and it just changed the song. Oh, and I was like, damn it. Also, well, uh, my girlfriend called me halfway through that song, even though she knows I'm on the radio. Hmm. <laughs> Rip. Uh, well, this is terrible. I was going to see how many server racks we could fit on the surface of Mars and then how much, <laughs> how much power that would take, but I ran out of time. That's what you were doing, huh? <laughs> it's going to take... It's it's going to be a lot of heat, a lot of oomph, but, you know, I mean, listen, right? NASA's been looking at just constantly nuking the surface of Mars for, like, 20 or 50 years. This might be the nicer way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, what if you just take all that uranium and just use it to power, power, power a... Um, a power station power on station. there. In theory, same amount of energy, right? And you can put it to productive use, crunching mm. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could use that power to crunch the numbers to work out how to get enough power to <laughs> melt some ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's all full circle, guys. <laughs> yes, we did it. Uh, anyways, um, so we should probably move on to the plugging side of the show. Yeah, something that I might actually be good at <laughs> rather than music <laughs> management because apparently I'm terrible at this. Uh, anyway, as you guys should know by now, I say like every week, um, we are having a games night tomorrow night at the Stro, 6 p.m. It's always tomorrow night. It's amazing. I know, right? It's almost like we do this on a weekly basis, both the radio show and the games night. Mm. What a shocker. Mm. Anyway, 6 p.m. up at the Stro, we will have our VR systems set up in a location where they will not be destroyed by that bad, bad disco ball. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have our computer set up, our Switch and Xbox, board games, Magic the Gathering, have food and drinks available for a gold coin donation, as well as I think I covered everything. You have forgotten something very important that's coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah. this Oh, that was a different plug that okay. I was waiting for. But um, we are also doing a um, paintball day up at Echidna Gully. Mm-hmm. So on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, Saturday. We're meeting up and going to go have a full day of paintballing. Yep. Um, tickets are going to be on sale soon, so check out our Facebook page for the details for that. They'll be going up in the next day or so. Mm. And it'll be roughly around 50 bucks for yeah. non-members and a price that we are still working on for Gaming Society members. Yes. And we've got awesome deals. He's uh, charging us 50% less for paintballs, which is the best. Yeah, so... More shooties. So paintballs, half price. Um, we will need to bring clothes, our own clothes, though, mm. to put over our wear. protective oh, equipment. You, you, you put the protective... All right, so Nick, you wear clothes. You oh. put the, the vest over the top of that. Okay. You don't wear it as underwear. That's weird. <laughs> Bad Nick. No, you put <laughs> shirt... Protective thing, another shirt, jumper. Because why? How many layers do you want? <laughs> all of them. Just wear wear something with long sleeves, and they, you'll get a protective vest and headgear and all the other stuff. You'll be fine. On the subject of uh, what to wear on paintball, I always thought it'd be cool to get some um, PVC pipe mm. <laughs> and essentially like using like heating it to bend it, 
makes stormtrooper armor. Oh yeah, paintballing in. Just th- actually buys the you know <laughs> stormtrooper armor. Yeah. I, always, I always thought making out a piece of PVC pipe would probably be a bit more durable. Cheaper, mm, <laughs> cheaper too. Yeah. Um, but the reason um, the paint also isn't going to like stain your clothes or anything. He's he's assured us that it's, it's like some um, like soy oil actually. Yeah, it's soy oil, not paint. Yeah, so it washes out basically. Mm. And I believe that's all the plugging I have. Yeah. Except for next week, radio show, 6 p.m. Yay. As always. And we are on iTunes, Spotify. Two other places which we can never remember because they're weird. We just never remember them. Well, I've never heard of them before, so it's their fault. See, my problem is is that, you know, I'll be like, oh, we've forgotten the other two. So I'll go, you know, back onto my computer. I'll have a look and be like, okay, so that's what they call it. And then I'll get here and be like, what the hell are they called? (laughs) Yeah, it's just a cycle of forgetting. Mm. Yeah, I think that's us. Yeah, you've been listening to um, whatever this was. I mean, we chatted for an hour about stuff. Yeah. It was, it was fun. gaming stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually gaming this time. It was great, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's us for tonight, guys. This has been the Unex Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.